I'm going to turn on the AC. It's so hot in here. I'm sorry. Mm. It's so so swelteringly hot in Southern California. Mm. So goddamn hot. Mm. So goddamn hot. Hottest fucking man around. Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. Get the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We will be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boys. (gasps) (gasps) So cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. Cracking the Diet Coke. Like that? I love it. God damn it, yes. Diet Coke is so fucking good. Greetings, cool boy nation, and a very extraordinary happy 243rd birthday to you, America! Welcome, one and all, to a most special installment of the Cool Boys Podcast. You know what they say, shove bottle rockets in your asshole to celebrate Independence Day. (laughs) Freedom fries, Felk. And I'm Boston Tea Party Ballard. Ah! So cool. Well, cool boys! I don't think we can get any more patriotic than that. Time to move on to our special Independence Edition of the Cool Boys Show Topic is what I always like to say. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We gotta keep him gagged. Cool Boy Nation, pop your cocks. And drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. No sweat. So cool. Looper is going to be our author for tonight. Oh, Looper? Fuck Looper. We're going to go through their fan theories that make you see movies differently we'll say they're going to be our subject matter tonight i don't want to give them credit for this episode we are being lazy and not having to create our own content Woo! Uh, uh, yeah uh well i mean if we i've often wondered what's a step down from buzzfeed quizzes looper the answer is looper all right screen rant how do i start this looper fan theories that make you see movies differently previous episode we discussed bigger luke as a fan theory that was also a commentary on fan theories which ballard you may have not may or may not have understood i still may or may not have understood <laughs> yeah um but these are i guess le- tonight's episode is about more legitimate fan theories apparently ones that make you see the movie differently looper ah wow this is what the theory is uh, you get the gist of it fast and the furious Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> if you what ever thought the Fast theory? and the Furious franchise was all about illegal street racing heists and muscles, well, you're wrong. What? According to Redditor, oh, fuck, we got sources. Dr. <laughs> Demento, anyway, if the good doctor is correct, then Toretto and company are nothing but a bunch of amped-up nerds embarking on the most epic Dungeons and Dragons quest ever with director Justin Lind acting as Dungeon Master. <laughs> this is real. This theory was inspired by watching the fifth film first and noticing how low-key everything was in the first compared to the fifth. Yeah, that's because... 
All right, this is retarded. <laughs> Going back and watching the rest in order, it's apparent that every time one of the cars is modified, the characters are essentially leveling up. In <gasps> fact, the characters don't grow much at all. Oh, wait, <laughs> well, that's good enough. But their cars have enough personality to carry the franchise. Are the Fast and the Furious movies essentially nothing more than the story of high school AV club gone wrong? Is that the entirety of the theory? Of, I'm gonna <laughs> that's the theory. That's, that's not Dr. a theory. How is that's that a theory? Dr. That's what's, Dr. Demento. What's the theory? That's it. The theory is that this is really a a, a over-elaborate uh, uh, visualization of a of kids' imagination of their Dungeons & Dragons game. That's all movies. That's what all movies are. All movies are Dungeons & Dragons. Is it Dungeons & Dragons or Dungeons & Dragons? Dungeons & Dragons. Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons. I never played it. Did you ever play it, by the way? Yes, one time I've played it. And, uh, yeah, it's, a uh, Boy, it was too, it's too complicated. Too much setup. Yeah, I can't do something like that. I played a little bit of Magic the Gathering, but that's about as far as I got into that kind of nerdum. In high school, I was the vice president of the chess club, and I was making fun of Dungeons & Dragons nerds for not playing a fucking badass jock game like chess, where you just fucking set the board... You whip your dick out, and then you play the game of chess. There's no fucking prep. There's no goddamn character sheets. Uh, but, you know, hey, I like Dark Souls, so maybe I'm the nerd now. So, Felk, Fast and the Furious, Dungeons & Dragons. Film fan theory confirmed or unconfirmed? Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. I agree. That's bullshit. The next film theory is about the witch. The theory is called <laughs> No Witches. <laughs> All right. No, it's not it's called The Witch. The Witch. No witches. There he goes. Yeah. Everyone's favorite new horror flick, The Witch, which, by the way, sucks, and I do not like it. I disagree. I love it. Yeah, you and Jay Ballman. I uh, love it. Love it. Love it. Everyone's new horror favorite film, The Witch, tells the story of a Puritan family confronting the supernatural. Or does it? If Redditor secretly an alpaca is correct, okay. These are all from fucking Redditors with stupid we'll names. See. We'll then see. there are no actual witches in the film at all. In reality, the film succumbs to the elements, starvation, and guilt. What have you to notice, according to this theory, is that... Wait. What, what you have to notice. What you have to notice, according to this theory, is that the appearance of the witch and Black Phillip coincide with Thomasine sleeping. Hallucinations. Thomasin. Thomasin. Have you not seen the movie? I've seen the movie. Fuck, fuck, don't ever correct me on my memory of The Witch. I don't give a shit about no goddamn I, I love it. I've seen it a few times. I the love witch, it. Oh, the Witch has pissed me the fuck off. I Hall loved it. No. Hallucinations shared by the family could be chalked up to ergotism or food poisoning. There is a moment when the camera lingers in the family eating bread and porridge at one point. This theory also makes Caleb's encounter with the witch the result of hypothermia and the baby and the twins' disappearance the result of wolves. Unfortunately, this means that the freaky black Philip goat is only a goat. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Still, it's a theory that can help us all live a little more deliciously. So the first time I saw the movie, I just uh, took it at face value, witch and all that stuff. Second time I saw the movie... I had these similar thoughts, and, the, you know, every time I've seen it since, third or fourth time, um, I, I just go back to, yeah, it's just it's just face value. It's witches, and it's great, and I love it. I love it. I love it so much. All right. Felk, the witch, no witches, film fan theory. Confirmed or unconfirmed? Uh, I'm going to say uh, unconfirmed because the movie fucking makes a point of showing the witch. That's not the point of the movie. 
Yeah, I would say unconfirmed as well because I would the devil's also there's a clear point to make sure you notice that the devil's a real person. The next theory is the shining is Kubrick's apology for staging the lunar landing. Never heard of this theory one. Oh, this is now Felk and I discussed this actually on the Bigger Luke episode so because move I on. thought this was a film fan theory. And Felk was like, no, that's a conspiracy theory. Felk, they're obviously wrong here, right? This doesn't count. Yeah, this is this this, this doesn't count. The last ones are, are all about what's happening in the context of the fiction. This one's about what happens in the real world, and then the fiction's just an allegory for the real world or a, a, an omission for it. This is yeah, I, I stand by this. It's so a conspiracy you know what? theory. Pass. Pass. Nice. Pass. I'm not gonna do this one. Also, the documentary is not that good. The documentary is not just about Stanley Kubrick it's about, and the lunar landing. It's about it's madness. It's about a bunch of shit. It's about madness. It's about, it's about crazy people who are obsessed with shit, yeah. Next theory. Signs was about demons, not aliens. Now, this Ooh, one I've heard before. Me too. Yeah, I have too. And I, I actually think there's this one might be like kind of real. In a film that actually had people wearing tinfoil hats, you're not going to believe what we have to say about Signans. Remember that whole alien invasion thing that was made up? Remember the whole alien invasion thing that made up most of the plot? Well, if they... Well, goddamn it, I can't read right now. I need to zoom in. Sorry, I never zoom in my text and I'm... My eyes aren't what they used to be. You know, you know, remember the whole alien this invasion man, thing? He ain't what he used to be. Ain't what he used to be. And now the old man quartet. That's the guy this who pulls out his man, pants. He, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross his pants on the got, set. Got, doing better than Krusty. Yep. <laughs> uh, remember the whole alien invasion thing? That was, God damn it! that made up most of the plot. Well, what if they weren't really aliens? What if they were deep? According to Quiet Earth, who fucking knows what that is, a <laughs> demon analogy can be applied to otherworldly things, plaguing Mel Gibson, fucking Mel, fucking Gibson's family. In you don't building. care. No. <laughs> you don't care. Notice you don't see much of their technology. Why was he out of breath? <laughs> He's just taking a phone call. I just love his pants. <laughs> Notice you don't see much of their technology other than some lights in the sky. So that's that's my thing. That's my main thing when I connect to this. Yeah. The alien invasion, quote unquote, resulted in hundreds of thousands fleeing the temples, churches, and other religious buildings for safety, which sounds like the proper safe place to hide with demons about. Don't you think of the aliens had the capability for interstellar travel that they realized they were allergic to water on a planet whose surface is fucking covered with it. Yeah. The demon at the end of the movie wasn't hurt by H2O, the best Halloween movie, alone. (laughs) It was also because the water was blessed. Throughout the movie, Mel fucking Gibson's daughter went off... (laughs) Mel Gibson's I didn't realize the next word would be daughter. Mel Gibson's daughter would Fucking always daughter. get a get a full glass of water, sip it, put it down, and look to get a new glass, leaving half full glasses of water all over what? the house. What? what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I love it. 
When Gibson spoke of the day... When Gibson spoke of the day she was born, he described her birth as a holy. Even saying that everyone who saw her that day thought she was an angel. Just, just, just like young Anakin Skywalker. Are you an angel? Bitch, you an angel? This divine description transfers I'm a person to... and my name is Anakin. How, a... Why does he get so pissed off right after he calls her an angel? She calls him a slave and he gets all pissy. Because angel is kind of a compliment and, and, and slaves less so. That I'm sorry, is, I, I, I don't fully understand this place. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, maybe. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, slavery's bad, but slavery's really bad when the people are white. <laughs> Isn't that right, George? Who'd you sell the company to? <laughs> white slavers oh, at Disney. The white slavers. The white slavers. Of why Disney. did you? Why did you quantify it, George? <laughs> why, why did you quantify it by race? Could have said slave drivers, and, and the point would have been blunt, but also not weirdly racially biased. But hey, he's married to a black woman, so we know he's not racist. Who knows? George is weird. This divine description transfers to her blessing every half-filled cup left through the house. Yeah, 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 blah, yeah. Blah, blah. It's not like yeah, the demons. I'm going to say no. They're aliens, but there's religious metaphors, because in Night Shyamalan... Grew up in Philly and had like Christian parents, but he's got the India trans traditions and stuff. He loves all cultures. In that Shyamalan is too good for this world. There's one thing about this the conspiracy that's always held me back from fully committing. Yeah, it's the fact when film you the th bird, fan theory, not a conspiracy. Right, correct, correct. Yeah, film fan theory. Yeah. It's the bird when it, you see it dead on the ground. I always took the assumption that that bird died because it flew into an invisible spaceship. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. But maybe so it was Satan. Okay, so Felk, signs, demons, not aliens, confirmed or unconfirmed? Uh, no, I do not buy this because the uh, the aliens, uh, it's just symbolism. It's just symbolism within the movie. They are supposed to be aliens. That's right, and I would say it's unconfirmed for me as well. The next theory is Mad Max is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <gasps> you guessed it, Max Rockentansky. Rockatansky? I, I, have I been pronouncing that name wrong all this time? Max Rockatansky. Rockatansky. Yeah. Rockatansky, yeah. Represents death. One of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Redditor Eldar Corsair. God damn it. Fuck Reddit. <laughs> posted an episode breakdown. Awesome breakdown of Mad Max Fury Road. Furry Road. Which argues that each one of the three major warlords in the movie represents one of the horsemen. Warlord Immortan Joe is pestilence. Huh? Okay, because he's got the boils. His people yeah. are sick, blah, blah, blah. Joe Rules popular. I think we, we covered that one. The second horseman, War, would also be another warlord, the Bullet Farmer. Yeah. Because he's got guns and stuff. We got that third horseman, Famine, would be the warlord known as the People Eater, since he's huge and represents the gluttony of the rich. Mm -hmm. well, that's not the opposite of Famine, but sure. And the fourth horseman, Death, that's Max. Think about it. Max brings death wherever he goes across the wasteland, and he's haunted by the deaths of his family. Uh, death, so the death was on Furiosa's side. Ultimately, the success. He, he, he brings death to a lizard creature by eating it. It proves Max's death is a constant, ex inexorable force of nature. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, no, that's not even a theory so much as just a uh, symbolism uh, yeah, of the movie. Yeah. That's not even a theory. So I'm going to say, no, not even a fan theory. That's just symbolism, which might have been right, because the other three are, are kind of do do line up, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is unconfirmed for sure. What was your favorite uh, 
uh, horse of the apocalypse in Red Dead uh, Undead Nightmare. I liked War because he was on fire. Yeah, it was War. He was yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I spent a lot of time trying to get the unicorn, but I never got it. Undead Nightmare was so good. Moving on. <laughs> Next Flim Theory. Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. What? I love this fan theory. And in fact, I actually do think there are lines of dialogue from George Lucas in the behind the scenes that actually state that he might have been playing to this legitimate storyline that Jar Jar was all along evil. I don't know if they say it in here, but there's actually a point in like one behind the scenes where like George like uh lucas literally says something along the lines of like uh, uh jar jar is the uh linchpin or the key to everything and you jar jar is the fucking key to all of this he has to work or this whole thing falls apart and the reality is he didn't work and everything did fall apart and you can tell that jar jar is suddenly a major character was fully cut out of the second and third film 10-4 gay buddy in fact you know what i'm gonna give the old throw to rusty here because i'm getting a little sore so why don't you go ahead and read this one all right so this one's called Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. Out of all the movie theories mentioned in response to our previous article, Darth Jar Jar was the most frequently requested by far. For some reason, lots of people believe that the bumbling Gungan we met on Naboo back in Star Wars The Phantom Menace, Episode 1 The Phantom Menace, is actually the most powerful Sith in the universe. As ridiculous as it sounds, in the same way that a young Anakin Skywalker was able to enter the battle for Naboo unscathed, likely due to his natural aptitude for piloting and the Force. Let's try rolling. That's a good trick. <laughs> Jar Jar was able to do the same during the big battle between the Gungans and the Trade Federation droids. Don't let his goofy demeanor trick you. Remember Yoda? Exactly. Was originally introduced as just a silly swamp-dwelling creature on Dagobah before turning out to be an old Jedi Master. Mm-hmm. Jar Jar can be seen using the sleight of hand wave motion usually done during the Jedi mind trick during various parts of episode one. Very true. When speaking to important characters, he apparently used this while persuading the entire Senate to grant full control and emergency powers to Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. Use of people. Wow. Imagine the power he must have to like completely control a whole room. I hope not. And it works. This action puts Palpatine in the perfect position to control everything and rise to the power as Emperor. Yeah. Even when Qui-Gon Jinn mentions using the Force to guide them underneath the waters of Naboo, Jar Jar scoffs at the concept. Don't forget Palpatine and Jar Jar Binks are both from Naboo and both have met each other decades before the events of Episode One. At Qui-Gon's funeral, at the end of Phantom Menace, he's standing right beside Palpatine, which starts a recurring theme of them being seen together. In the beginning of Episode 3, you can see Jar Jar and Palpatine walking close to one another. Binks also senses Anakin and Obi-Wan's arrival at the beginning of Episode 2. He approaches the elevator for no reason and doesn't attempt to open the door. He just waits a second or two. It's actually technically I would call bad directing. Knowing that they are coming. Oh my god. But still acts surprised to see them once the door opens and want in order to maintain his cover. Once again, I would just say that's just really bad directing by George. Fucking blasphemy. And no, it's pretty, I think it's bad directing by George. Maybe Jar Jar's almost too obvious clumsiness wasn't why he was banned from the underwater Gungan City and why they treated him like a viable threat when he arrived. Maybe Supreme Leader Snoke is a front and Jar Jar Binks still continues to pull the strings of the dark side. Right. Well, that's unfortunate. Let's say the rise of Skywalker's 
you know, 45 minutes in, there's a big, big twist. That's the twist. That it's, Ray it, was uh, Jar Jar Binks all along. No, that, not 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 the Ray. That 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 Jar Jar was pulling the strings, and that he, you know, Snoke was just a puppet. And the the way the Emperor is back is that the Emperor was also just a puppet. Jar Jar is the embodiment of it all. How do you feel about that twist? I love it, and I, if that you actually did it. happened, yeah, I would be fucking blown away that they went for it, and I would be happy that they went with something like that. You heard that, JJ? Are you listening? Yeah, he's changing things right now. Oh, shit. Did you hear what Ballard just said? He said he likes it. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. Well, I'm going to say the Jar Jar Binks one, I'm going to say confirmed and hoping that it goes into the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I'm going to hold out judgment until JJ gives us his final uh, his final answer. Okay, now this is a good one. Next, Flim Fan Theory. Ferris Bueller is Cameron's imagined alter ego. Ferris Bueller's day off. Might have seemed like another ordinary installment to the high schooler movie deluge of the mid-80s. See also Breakfast Club, 16 mm. Candles, Lucas. That, that does not deserve to be mentioned with Breakfast Club and 16 Candles. Among I've never other, seen Lucas. It's what like, is Lucas? It's, 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 a, it's a, about a uh, whiny, stringy kid who's like not popular. I don't, I've seen it and I don't remember nothing about it. But I remember Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But, but... There are some fans who think it's got a deeper meaning than the rest. The theory is that Cameron, I will get into this, uh, Cameron, who was presented as the reluctant sidekick to the prototypical cool kid Ferris Bueller, actually had multiple personality syndrome and Mm. was both Cam and Ferris. He's like Tyler Durden in Fight Club. In In other words, except he fancies himself... Except he fancies mischief rather than mayhem. Oh. There's a lot of support for this notion built into the movie, like the fact that Ferris seems to always know what Cameron's thinking or doing, even when they're not together. They've both played hooky, hooky on the same day. Hooky, hooky, And Ferris makes his mission to draw out real reactions to the otherwise stoic Cam. Now, it might be, I think it makes more sense, frankly, that Ferris is imagining Cameron, not the other way around. Because Ferris has a lot of scenes on his own. Cameron only has, like, maybe one where Ferris isn't there, and it's when he's, like, avoiding him. By the way, a um, friend of mine who you know in college yeah, got referred, got, everyone was like, ah, oh, you remind me of Cameron. You're textbook Cameron. You're just like Cameron for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Really? Has anyone ever told you you look and sound and act and talk just like Cameron? And he hates it. <laughs> I bet. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I would hate that too. No one wants to be Cameron. Everyone wants to be Ferris. But I mean, having met him, you understand what the fucking. Of course, of yeah. course, and I would hate that too. I would hate that too. Everyone wants to be Ferris. I loved Ferris Bueller's Day Off as a kid. I I would jump around the house to Twist and Shout, and I was so excited whenever Twist and Shout would come on like the Macy's ad or whatever because I was just like, oh my god, it's from that Ferris Bueller movie. Even though I had no idea Paul McCartney was so pissed off because they put horns into Twist and Shout in the Ferris Bueller movie. And he said something along the lines, uh, paraphrasing, of like, if we wanted horns in the song, we would have put horns in the song. He was pissed off the way they used the, the song. Yeah. Well, let's get into the confirmed or unconfirmed. Ferris Bueller is Cameron's imagined alter ego. Not true. Alter ego. Confirmed or unconfirmed? I, I, I don't I, I know we, please, for the love of God, let's not redo them all. But I, I, I feel like 
unconfirmed, confirmed, they're all going to be it, unconfirmed because they're filled yeah, fan I guess theories. It's really bad. I, I, I feel like it'd be more. Yeah. It, it's better for us to, to decide whether we believe the film fan theory mm-hmm. or disbelieve it. I'm going to say yeah. disbelieve for this one. Yeah, I say disbelieve, and I kind of like your uh, addition to it that it's the other way around. What do you mean? Oh, that, that the Ferris is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ferris is imagining Cameron. Well, F- Cameron doesn't seem insane. Ferris kind of seems crazy. He's talking to you. He's talking to the camera, you know. like. Yeah, here's the thing, though, right? Because he is talking to the camera, he could be imaginary, right? He could be that figment that can travel beyond the fourth wall. But it's kind of hard to have Ferris just stole some random dude's Ferrari out of their garage in the middle of the day. Like, where did he get the Ferrari, then? That's, I, I'm leads into why I I am voting disbelieve or not. Yeah, all right, disbelieve. All right, next film fan theory. Terrence Mann. Speaking of Star Wars, that's uh, uh, uh Jangel Jones. Terrence Mann was a ghost in Field of Dreams. Oh, I I actually uh, saw this movie as a kid. I do not remember it other than if you build it, they will come or some shit. And... I remember it. I I remember it. Um. It's it's good. It's it's not great. Uh, so let's say all right. Let's, let's skip all this fucking purple goddamn prose that Looper loves so much. Uh, the nineteen eighty nine classic starred Kevin Costner as Ray Kinsella, a farmer who hears voices and has visions that inspire him to turn his cornfield into a baseball diamond. And some of the ghosts of Chicago White Sox past. Man, mm. a reclusive author whose books are being banned by the local schools. Like more on that in a second, had an unfulfilled ambition to play baseball and is invited to join in on the supernatural fielding fun. But what if he was already just a spirit with unfinished business like the rest? So, yeah, the movie ends with, you know, the, the he builds the fucking stadium for some reason. Every His whole family's like, why are you building a fucking baseball stadium in our backyard? He's like, because the ghosts say we have to. And there's like an old author who's got his books banned, and that's Terrence Mann, James Earl Jones. But in the book that Field of Dreams is based on, which I've read, it's actually J.D. Salinger, I believe. And and the movie couldn't do that, so they just created this original character of Terrence Mann, who was basically just J.D. Salinger, a guy who wrote one book, became a recluse, and then the book was being banned by local schools. He, I thought he did more than one book. Salinger? Yeah. He has one famous book and then a bunch of essays and, and short stories, I think. Okay. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm going to say uh, not enough evidence to support any theory here. Uh, it's. I mean, I I, I was surprised. Cause I, I thought the whole theory was going to be that all the ghosts were actually hallucinations and that there was no supernatural stuff happening. But uh, nope. That this film theory is just that one of the characters was a ghost. Which, no, it's not. That's not that. Watch the movie. There's nothing to support that. Wait, are they, according to the theory, they're only suggesting he's a ghost at the end of the movie. Yeah, well, he walks through the field. Well, he, he walks he walks into the 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 corn, which is heaven. <laughs> There's a passageway to heaven at the end of the Can movie. Can you imagine if there was a, like the final shot was like this long pan out, right? This crane shot up. And then it just showed his dead body in the corner, like where nobody was addressing. No, no, no. The film fan theory isn't saying that he, you know, because that the movie does imply that he's that's how he's died, basically. No, no the film fan theory ultimately is, joins the once banned pro players in their final exit through the cornfield, at which point he's presumed to die. That's that's but the what movie. What if he was already just a spirit with unfinished business like the rest? But is the theory 
the, the presumed to die is what happens in the movie. They're saying that he was always dead the entire movie. Oh, like I said, it's been I've, I saw this once a long time ago as a kid. Okay, so all right, so that's just they're saying the whole time he was dead. So wait, so the, the so then he was having issues with the local schools banning his books and he as, a, a as a ghost. Yeah, disbelief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not true. Di- disbelief. Yeah. All right. Uh, listen, this isn't a film theory. This is part of Heath Ledger's story. All right. Next film fan theory. No, no, no. This is yeah. This is this isn't a theory. Heath this Ledger's is- Joker is a war veteran. I'm not even going to read this one because we know enough about the goddamn Dark Knight as do our listeners that this was part. This was Heath Ledger's thing. Like he he said that like th- this was his backstory that he created for the character. Yeah, and a truckload of soldiers, as they say in the movie, is like the biggest like the biggest clue. This is obviously like a major aspect to this character's backstory. Yeah, and then all the things that they explained, the facial scarring, the tortured psyche, familiarity with explosives and firearms, th- that's uh, – and the truckload of soldiers thing, which, by the way, that is a fucking – there is so much relevant dialogue in The Dark Knight yeah. today. It is fucking crazy. The all and part of the plan. And it was then, too. Not, it was then, too. I guess, but, like – the, the the entire speech about how like nobody panics as long as it all goes according to plan, even if the plan is horrible, right. you know. Let's face facts. In twenty sixteen, you know, like Hillary voted for the Iraq War. We might be at war right now with Iran. You know, like nobody panics about war. But when it's ever something, when all, all it takes is something seeming like whoa, that wasn't supposed to happen, and everyone just freaks the fuck out. Yeah, and I think what's very at least poignant to this theory directly is that when he says truck uh, truckload of soldiers, I always looked at that as that's an actual experience he endured, whether he was part of that truck or that was a truck of soldiers that were his friends in front of the the Humvee he was in. No. My Humvee was stolen. No. But like I'm only I, borrowing I just, your Humvee. I'm, I'm merely borrowing your Humvee. But like, oh I just, god, that I was not a good Scottish accent. No, it's not. But that's that, really that one line to me when I first saw the Dark Knight was everything. I went, okay, that's actually his origin. The fa- he was so upset about that that he drew very specifically from that experience because it's something that we can all understand having watched five years of, of Iraq War since two thousand three. But at the same time, um, it was something that made ma- like obviously rang true to his character. I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'm just now thinking about how Michael Bay is the reason. Like, you know that Michael Bay is like kind of the reason why Hummers were a thing. You know, there's a Hummer and a Humvee, obviously, right? Because you're, yes, you're very yes, military. Yes, yeah, the yes. Hummers, the, the commercial thing. Like H1, as some like to call it, which I hate when they call it the H1. It was Humvee because rich. They like Bay perfectly knew the exact in the casting of the the you know you, you stole my Humvee that guy like the Eastern European douchebag like those are the exact kind of fuckers who would be importing Humvees to San Francisco to drive around on the fucking narrow ass streets where the, that kind of car makes no goddamn sense and then that movie popularized it so goddamn much that people were like I want to buy one and then fucking they created the the Hummer to to have a commercial or a uh, consumer vehicle it's just like the i know H2. this is a, the, yeah the h2 you know your military vehicles uh it's 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 michael bay really fucked up cars i just hate the h2 and i hate that the h2's in i, I think it's the h2 that's in bad boys too it's that or the h3 all right let's move on to the next film fan theory from looper this one's this well, just from the title this is dumb this one is dumb and I'm saying this film fan theory is dumb. 
This podcast is awesome. Yo! Hogwarts is all in Harry Potter's head. Mm. I, I'm just going to read this. We'll do this one fast to see if there's any fucking, any evidence they cite. Nope. It's just a bunch of purple pros and absolutely nothing that he, okay, he's just, because he's friendless and, and locked in the cupboard under the stairs by the Dudleys. Cupboard, or whatever the fuck. cupboard, cupboard. Cupboard? Yeah, cupboard. I say cupboard. Because cup, that's okay. exactly, that's literally exactly how it is spelled. Cupboard. Okay. And I'm American, goddammit. I eat freedom fries and French toast, which I just call fucking egg freedom bread. Toast. Freedom oh, egg okay. bread. Freedom egg bread. I love it. Uh, um, yeah, so the reality here is that he just creates this uh, fantasy because his, his life is such shit. Okay, I'm going to say no. No. Big old no to that one. And not believing you. Okay, this one. Next then. one. This one's ooh, dark. Next film fan theory. Doc Brown is suicidal. Okay. <gasps> Back to the future. In Back to the Future, we see Dr. Emmett Brown standing in the path of a speeding DeLorean. His life only saved by the fact it jumps back in time as he watches. Could it be that Doc's primary goal was to get himself killed? This is worse <laughs> than Bigger Luke. <laughs> this one is. And that's why, why he's so focused on his experiments. By the way, this one does not cite even a Reddit source. <laughs> this is just It doesn't. This is just Looper being like, I need to fill out the article. Yeah, this is, this, this is the author just literally filling all this article up. Yeah, this uh, is filler. Th th that's, that's the entirety. The next part is just is just more verbiage. Well, you got a question. I mean, like, he was willing to die trying, right? Yes. Well, yeah, no, I think that was just demonstrating how confident the character was in his new invention of time travel. That he was just like, I know it's going to time travel. I'm not in any danger. He obviously does not want to die because seconds later, Libyans are trying to kill him and he does his best to evade, uh, evade them. And then later finds out that he wore a fucking bulletproof vest specifically to survive that encounter now wait 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 it's kind of also weird to think that like how he uh, uh, you know does a deal with the libyans in the 80s is almost suicidal in its own right no he thought he could he could get away with it libyans in the 80s weren't like i, I i'm pretty sure they were like you know they were your 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 your, your checkout you know candy like for terrorism i mean like they were just like right there at, at the checkout and you could just do oh, oh yeah libyans throw a couple of libyans into your film he is a terrorist by like u.s law's definition doc brown is a terrorist by oh, making sure. a deal with libya in the uh 1980s well uh who was the uh john philip walker right doc who? brown essentially like a john philip walker oh the u.s taliban guy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no because he's he's not no, if if he actually joined them and was making bombs for them, he he just needed their plutonium to uh, fuel his time travel device because uh, yeah, and 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 then you know they realized like uh, that's a plot problem. How is he going to keep getting fucking plutonium? Ah, uh, just Mister Fusion <laughs> in the next one. Uh, I'm going to say no to this one. I'm going to say no. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Jurassic Park's dinosaurs aren't real. What? That's dumb. They are real. It's very. That's the point of Jurassic Park. Wait, wait. What is their theory then exactly? Uh, right, I'll read the entire thing because it's it, it is succinct, no, and I'm guessing cites no evidence. The Jurassic Park dinosaurs are cool. That's an understatement, but they differ from real life dinos in a number of ways. Again, that's a part of the movie. 
Wait a second. It's literally just describing the actual film. Some of which have if, been... Okay, go ahead. No, look at the okay, But what if Hammond was performing a different kind of experience? Specifically, what if they weren't ever any dinosaur DNA involved and the whole thing was just a cover for a Dr. Moreau-style lab setup? I mean, that's pretty much the movie, except it was dino DNA mixed into a, an actual living creature's no. DNA, creating a mutant. This is referenced in Jurassic Park 3, when, right. when he specifically says, like, th- these aren't dinosaurs, what... what what Hammond created were genetic monsters and in Jurassic World where B.D. Wong that's his name right? Yeah 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 B.D. Wong but that's not his name in the movie. Specifically says uh, these aren't hey these these dinosaurs aren't what dinosaurs would look like we fuck with them to make your fucking theme park so yeah. uh, none of that implies that this is this isn't aren't real alright that's not even a film fan theory that's just misunderstanding Jurassic Park yeah, the only thing that's a film fan theory to this whole thing, if you want to call it it, is that it's, it was never dinosaur DNA that they ever abstracted from the, uh, uh, the mosquitoes in the amber. Okay. okay. But, that would, but then, I mean, come on. I mean, that's just stupid. That's, just, that's the same thing as Harry Potter. It's like, well, what if it's all in his head? <laughs> Things that were never proven or mentioned in the, the films that you can never draw conclusions from. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't work. Well, you're going to like this next one. All right, moving on to the next one. Oh, I love this next one. This next one's my favorite. E.T. is a Jedi. All right, I will just handle this one real quick. Absolutely confirmed because in episode one, The Phantom Menace, you see all of E.T.'s senators hanging out in the Senate chambers. And when E.T. sees Yoda in E.T., when he's going on the trick-or-treat, he immediately reacts to Yoda and goes, home, 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 totally. E.T. is absolutely recognizing Yoda, and Yoda obviously – was in the same Senate chambers that E.T.'s, you know, friends have been in. On top of that, if you look at E.T.'s powers in E.T. and you connect him to the world of Star Wars, he's able to heal and fly. Okay. Dude has got Jedi's fucking powers. E.T. does exist in the Star Wars universe. We do. That is that. I, I agree. That, that little nod is a reference. I, I, I want a Star Wars movie to blow everyone's mind. This could be like one of the one-offs that Disney makes or whatever, where fucking Jedi are flying through the galaxy and oh, oh, they get fucking lost or they crash land and they crash land on modern day Earth because Earth exists in the Star Wars galaxy. We're just not involved in that shit. And the reason why there's humans is because eons ago, humans were taken off like Star-Lord or some shit. Star-Lord, Peter Quill. Uh, and that and and like prop, propagated on other planets and stuff, and that explains like why there's Judeo-Christian names and why there's English, but nobody calls it English. It's called Basic, or maybe they're actually speaking a different language. And it's no, just they, 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 no, no, it's, it's called Galactic Basic. Galactic Basic, called. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, just like yeah, they always do that in fantasy, it's the common tongue in Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. Uh, but. Um, Maybe it actually is English, or at least you know, because like, why would why would there be names like Ben and Luke? Mm-hmm. You know, those are those are Christian, those are Judeo Christian names. So right, I, but they're also there's slight twists to them usually, right? I'm just gonna throw in my little thing. I'm gonna say true with an asterisk that there's no indication that ET specifically is a Jedi. He just may have Force powers because there's plenty of people, including Broom Kid from the Last Jedi who have force powers, who are never, like, trained by the Jedi. 
Right, and obviously if E.T. was a legit Jedi, he wouldn't have been just left behind on a ship and all that stuff. Yeah, he would have been able to, like, he would have been able to do stuff. So you're saying he's like Donnie Yen in Rogue One. Yeah. Except Donnie Yen was more tapped in, I think, into the nature of the Force, while E.T. literally makes shit float and can also make himself fly and heal things. Yeah. He's using Force powers, but uh, I don't don't see any indication. Because he doesn't have, like, where's his fucking lightsaber? Hmm? Yeah, well, I'm just simply, I think he left it on the ship. And I'm going to say this is fully confirmed. No, no, no. You, you never. This weapon is your life. You never leave it behind. I know, but how many times do they still lose it? I mean, George made a point that they constantly lose them. Yeah, but he would, he, he, he would bring, he would, he's not a Jedi. But, but he does exist in the Star Wars galaxy, as does Earth. I'll say he has force powers. I definitely agree with that. Is he a Jedi? Obviously, that's, that's, you know, that's not been proven here yet. But I will say it's fully confirmed that, yeah, E.T. is part of the Star Wars universe. And I am excited to see the fucking Star Wars story, E.T. phone home. Pretty sure that can't happen because E.T. is not part of the package deal. They'd have to buy that story as well. Yeah, but fucking Spielberg is willing to play with J.J. He loves playing with Lucas, so he would love to play with J.J. Next, Next theory. Also a theory I completely going to say that I am fully confirming right now. Uh, this is this is less a theory as just again like misunderstanding the point of the movie. Like yeah, yes, clearly like, so the theory is The Rock is a secret James Bond movie. Now obviously The Rock yep. and the casting of Sean Connery was designed specifically to evoke the character of James Bond and that this is a non-canon James Bond story. Kind of like Never Say Never Again. Never Say Never Again is an unofficial James Bond movie. Uh, Non-Eon or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, And The Rock is just like an extra layer of... Every time you say The Rock, I keep thinking of Dwayne Johnson. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. See, here's the problem. He's taking over that name The Rock to the point where if you mention the action film The Rock, people are like, what? You mean Dwayne? Like... A skyscraper? San Andreas? The Rock. Achilles? Dwayne Johnson is president. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Why not? Oh, wait. Are you asking my opinion if I would vote for him or I think he would win? Uh, your personal? Yeah. Would you vote for him? Yes. 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 Okay. I'm going to say Maybe. <laughs> Um, I say, Cool Boy Nation, if you haven't seen The Rock, see The Rock. And if you've seen The Rock, duh, then you obviously know this film fan theory is totally correct, or at least obviously alluded to. My, my biggest problem with this is is that it, it misses, like, that's that's not, like, a hidden thing. That's a, that's the, obviously, like, the point of The the Rock. Casting coincidence or brilliant bit of B-movie storytelling. Like, are you fucking retarded? It's not obviously it's a coincidence. Filler. It's not a it's coincidence filler. that it, yeah, this is filler. But there's, there's, also, there's. The Rock throw is is throws in that aliens exist and that JFK was like assassinated by like conspiracies. It's like it throws in alternate history. Like the like, of all the things they could have thrown in there, they throw in the alien landing at Roswell as part of the thing that's in the microfilm. It's just yeah. like the microfilm. Why did they add in that aliens confirming that there's aliens as one line in this movie? Because The Rock's fucking crazy. Because he's tying Michael Bay tied all his movies together. I think the Transformers films are one universe, and then like all his other films, I think other than like Pain and Gain and uh, 
13 hours or whatever it's called, 13 soldiers. But there's no um, aliens in any of his other movies. Oh, well, Transformers, obviously, right? But, but like, that's a different universe. Um, yeah, he never got to that because he took over the, the series with Transformers. He, he essentially abandoned his other universe because he had the same president in Armageddon and in The Rock. Yeah, no, yeah that, 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 is, that is very true. And you could almost assume Bad Boys is part of the same world. Yeah, there's nothing that says there aren't. I mean... Yeah, exactly. Nothing that says it isn't. There are. I mean, that's like the whole, like, the X-Files is in the same universe as Breaking Bad. Cause... <laughs> nothing says it isn't. Well, because the, the, they, they share a fictional cigarette brand. Oh, do they really? Is that what it is? Morally, cigarettes are what the cigarette well, smoking man and smokes. And then Walking and then, Dead has the blue crystal, like, uh, meth in, uh, in it, right, that Walter yeah, made. That's, that's, just, so. that's just behind-the-scenes creators putting in nods, which may all be why the, the president's the same in The Rock and Armageddon. But yeah. who knows? Uh, you know, it's all up to Michael. It's all up to Michael. I love Michael. I do, too. I... I, I I think he's done life pretty well, you know? It's like, I'm going to drive fast cars, fuck hot women, and direct movies with explosions. You know? It's like, how, how, why, why hate that man? So, Felk, do you, are you confirming this theory? Or People hate Michael. This theory? People hate Michael Bay. And it's like, dude, there's, there's fucking Kim Jong-un and fucking Coney, you know, in, yeah. in, in Africa. There's people that hate we have to hate Michael Bay because it's like he made a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Donatello's wearing glasses. He's not hated, hated like that. I think he just hated in a way that people like, like, he, hey, let's make him the butt of my easy joke so I can like you know get a quick laugh on Twitter or something like that. Like I think that's why people hate on things. And I think when most people get out of control with like everyone on the internet's like always so negative. I think it's like everyone's just going for the easy joke and the easy joke is to make fun of someone, right? What did you say? The easiest joke what is, or the one rule in comedy, don't punch down. Yeah. And it's the easiest thing to do, right? I mean most so most people do it on Twitter all the time. And like people who are incredibly, you know, gifted at comedy, I'm sure punched down all the yeah, time that, on Twitter. Yeah, fair enough. It's 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 the John Schnepps of the world who make fun of Michael Bay and obviously and not you know, not not uh, not attractive Playboy Mansion cool dudes. You never see Christopher Nolan being like Michael Bay's a dipshit, you know. It's true. No, nobody punches down like there's very few people below, above him and, and none of them really knock him because uh, hey, seems like a cool guy. All right. Looper Next film theory, film fan theory. Again, not understanding the difference between a fan theory and analogy in the movie. Yeah, Robocop yeah. is Jesus. No, yeah. Robocop is. I, I don't even want to read this one, but Robocop is literally not Jesus. But hey, according to director Paul Verhoeven, the correlations are no accident. He's described the movie as a <laughs> Christ story. Wow, because it's, it's analogy. It's Wait, not- he describes the movie this way? I think this theory is confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, move on. This is like, hey, have you ever noticed that, that Superman is often in, like, Jesus poses? What oh. if Superman really was Jesus? Oh, my gosh. You're right. You're right. Of course. Yeah. Son of God, come down to us from the heavens. <gasps> and by the way, I've not minded any of the Jesus anal- analogies uh, in any 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 Superman movie. I do think the having the giant pain glass uh, 
Oh, give me a break. Uh, Jesus behind him was a little off. No, it's fine. No, the worst one is uh, when uh, uh, Brian, Brian Singer has him yeah. do the hardcore crucifix pose as he's falling back to Earth. To be fair, also, Man of Steel has that too when he also comes out of the, the, the But spaceship. it feels a little looser. It's yeah. not – Brian Singer has it, like, perfect yeah. for, like, several frames. While, like, the other one is, like, it's slightly like that because you would naturally fall that way. But his legs are bent a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. Even though Brian Singer, probably after he directed that scene, did things that would make the real Jesus cry. <laughs> to, to Brandon Ruth, allegedly? <laughs> no. Brandon Ruth is way too much <laughs> to fit his taste. All right. Deadpool remembers dying? What? I'm about to read this one before I even... Wait, 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 wait. This one comes out before Deadpool 2 where he killed himself and he remembered killing himself already in that. So, yes, Deadpool, uh, of course, would remember dying. No, it's saying that he remembers dying in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Well, they've made men multiple mentions now in both Deadpool yeah. films that that film took place. Yeah, they don't understand the fourth wall-breaking nature of, of the movie. Yeah, like. I'm going to say Deadpool remembers dying. Confirmed. Yeah, that's confirmed. That's the point. Of the, that's the point of the movie is that he's aware of the past incarnations because he breaks the fourth wall. Because the character. That's the point of the thing. Is that the character? He's aware of everything the audience is aware of. Yes, that's. I mean. And more. Yes. And more. Yeah. It's, it's that, that's that's how. Uh, not that's a lot of characters cool. break the fourth wall, but. Uh, in, in Ferris that Bueller sense. does. Yeah, Ferris Bueller's. I mean, obviously, Ferris Bueller was was an inspiration. They directly reference in, in Deadpool, so. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's kind of weird that both of those movies have been uh, misinterpreted by Looper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this, well, this next one, Ex Machina. Ava wasn't truly AI. Whoa. What? According to a Redditor, Mythbuster Sword, or My Buster's so or My Buster's Sword, or My Buster Word, My Buster's Word. According to, according to someone from Reddit, <laughs> the robot played by Alicia Vikander in Ex Machina <laughs> does not have artificial intelligence. While Ava is cold, calculating, and purposeful, she never shows emotion, arguably the true marks of intellect. While Ava learns and responds, she never really understands, unlike the true AI, Kyoko, who's, by the way, the hotter one. Kyoko understands what it means to be trapped. And the desire to be free from Nathan's freaky underground lair. Furthermore, Ava is bound by Isomov's three walls of robotics and is unable to kill Nathan as a result. However, Kyoko is not bound by those laws or is able to rewrite them, rewrite her own programming and jam a knife into our maker. So while Ava is very is a very sophisticated android, she's not true AI. Or did we just blow your mind? Fuck you, Looper. All right. Interesting. <laughs> so what do you think? I mentioned I didn't ever I never thought of it that way. The what do you think? I, 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 well, either I believe Looper. By the, the way, major the, spoilers for this episode. Yeah, huh? my God, we've spoiled every single fucking movie. Some of them not even that 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 uh, old. Um, but, uh, so maybe we should say at the beginning of the episode, spoilers for <laughs> Actually, like most movies. No, no, fuck it. Let's put it now. An hour and a half into or an hour. And spoilers. Into this episode. Wait, spoilers. Wait, wait, wait. Spoilers for X Machina. It's time for spoilers. So juicy. Yeah. We just uh, ruined X Machina. <laughs> uh, or I could believe Alex. So I could believe Looper, or I could believe Alex Garland, 
who wrote and directed the film, and who who specifically said the the point of of deceiving uh, Domhnall Gleeson is, is that that's how she's proving that she is like beyond what the AI that. Uh, that Poe Dameron was, was trying to create. Oh, I wish it really was Poe Dameron. And Maybe that's Alex. a film theory that it was fucking uh, Hawk and Poe Dameron were uh, on a crazy adventure. Uh, oh my God. Do you think she was actually, Ava was actually mother when Poe was asking for his mother on the phone? <laughs> yes. You know, would that be any worse than it is in, in several of these? Uh, yeah. So, I think so, it's yeah. actually a better film fan theory than some of the other ones we've listened to. Uh, no, so the, the the idea is that uh, Kyoko was was only able to violently uh, strike back, but wasn't able to manipulate and deceive. So that the idea is that Ava is actually uh, gone beyond what uh, what what, what Poe <laughs> was trying to create, uh, and and by deceiving Domhnall Gleeson or Hulk. <laughs> Case closed. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Alex Garland as well. I'm gonna go with. Uh, Fake, not real, no, unconfirmed. <laughs> the next theory is Aladdin is set in a post-apocalyptic future. Wait, wait, isn't it specifically not supposed to be that? Like, it's set in the past? This is them just fucking with us. <laughs> <laughs> like, they've read 18 of these. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. They don't give a shit anymore. No, they don't give a shit anymore. There's, let's, let's, let's see what the last one is. What is it? What, you know, but what, what is the Aladdin one? What is this? Let's, well, well, let's, all right, yeah, this one's dumb enough that we should actually see if there's what, what their evidence or what their yeah, what is, is the thing? Uh, for a guy who spent ten thousand years in a lamp, Aladdin's genie sure knew an awful lot about the zeitgeist. Okay, that's that's what it, it's the fact that uh, Robin Williams, yeah, makes references to like Bob Hope and shit, um, and he makes references to Goofy right at the very end. He's got a Goofy hat on. He's been to Disneyland clearly. Gotta say, saying that just. Oh, this Middle Eastern setting could just as easily be the post-apocalyptic future. Wow, that's racist. That's kind of racist. At least it's like a, a regionist. According to one school of thought, there might be a good reason the story is actually set in the post-nuclear future with a surviving section of Arabia, Agrabah, having incorporated some of the advanced tech throughout time. Inventing a magic robotic carpet, wow. teaching animals like Iago to speak, but otherwise returning to antiquated traditions. There's further support for this idea contained in the... Oh, oh God, yeah, there you go. There's, there's, there's some evidence. Contained in the Aladdin video game, which oh. has a random stop sign planted in the sand. Because some fucking game developer was lazy and needed an asset. Uh, evidence! Evidence. By the way, I, I'm pretty sure I know about this 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 thing because it was on the uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, and because uh, the Aladdin game was just another game reskin. Uh, not to plug a much more popular <laughs> content creator than us, but uh, yeah, that that, that so there, there, that's actually a thing that has explanations to it. It's an interesting story because like there was the the whole thing where like all of Disney's games were just fucking bullshit reskins of Japanese games that weren't released in America. I bought those games. I had the Aladdin video game. Yeah. <laughs> Another Aladdin urban legend has proven to be true. The lamp peddler from the beginning was Genie. 
And many oh, yeah. also believe Aladdin's story is also referenced in Beauty and the Beast when Belle talks about her favorite book, which has far-off places, daring sword fights, magic spells, and a prince in disguise. I guess you could say that, but technically he wouldn't he be disguised as a prince in Aladdin? Yeah. He's not a prince in disguise. He's a fucking little, like, street rat. Uh, I don't buy that. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to go with it. Nope. I disagree. I'm going to say no. Okay. Moving on. Will Smith is the one true genie. No way. Robin Williams. Hashtag RW forever. Dorothy was the wicked witch of the East. What? After Dorothy and Toto were... Hold on one second. I have to, uh, Are you farting? No. It's one of those things where I'm not sure if I can fart. It might, it might shit my pants. After mm. Dorothy and Toto were swept off... To, it was a fart. We're swept off and we're decidedly not in Kansas anymore. She encountered a bevy of characters that, are, that bore a striking resemblance to those... Okay. Ah, looper. <laughs> to those known for, <laughs> for back on Uncle Harry. Henry, Wait, no. and, what? <laughs> and the farmhands who emerged. Wait, do you think they're the same actors? Do you think they're the same actors? Holy shit. One person who didn't get a sideways world twin was Dorothy herself. And one popular theory posits it's because she killed her own alter ego when the house landed on the unseen Wicked Witch of the East. If the rubber shoe fits. Ruby. Right, like, if the ruby shoe fits, right? No. Subsequent non-canon extensions of the Oz world, like the Broadway musical Wicked. I want to see that. I never saw it. Fuck so hot, defying gravity. Have you seen it? I've I've seen Wicked. Explored the Munchkinland ruler's backstory as Nessa Rose, the younger sister of Ephelba. The Wicked Witch of the West, but neither the 1939 film itself. Oh, wow. There's 39? Yeah. That's There's f- actually one before that. That's f- yeah, I know about the one before that. It's fucking crazy to think that was, that was 39. Wow. America still thought Hitler was kind of cool <laughs> in 1939. No, no. But, A lot of but, Americans did, dude. A lot of Americans did. Yes, and, and that's when that's when you could say, like, you know, the Bush family was selling steel at that point to the Germans because to help them, you know, get out of there. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 they're quote unquote, they're, they're horrible, you know, depression when meanwhile, what was actually going on was, you know, a slaughtering of 6 million Jews. Yeah. Think about that next time you watch Wizard of Oz, but neither the 1939 film itself or Frank Baum's source material refutes this yellow road fan theory. I'm going to say no to this one. Yeah. I can't, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I think, I think the whole idea is that. Her double is supposed to be the Wicked Witch, right? I've always thought that was supposed to be her double, kind of, in that world. Yeah. well, It wasn't obviously played by Judy Garland, but it was like, okay, this is the evil side of her, like, her, 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 you know, her menace of this little girl of, like, wanting to, like, let her dog get into trouble and bite a woman and all that kind of shit and all this stuff. It's like, back then, you know, if a girl did that in the 30s, you'd think... Oh, that was so horrible. Oh, my gosh. She let her dog get out of control. You're, that you're, little girl's a witch. You remember Return to Oz? I love it. Are you going to show your kids that movie? Um, I am, absolutely. Cause I mean, wait until they're, like, 13. Cause like, no, that's... no. I, no, Dude, my daughter, she wants to watch Halloween, like, 
this Halloween, and I'm like, no, you have to wait until yeah. you're like ten. Yeah. Like yeah, like ten at the least. That way, Liam's at eight. I'm like, there's no way you're seeing Halloween that early. And then anytime I talk about anything scary, she's like, can I see it now? And like she just wants to see scary shit. And I think she's gonna. Honestly, Re- like Return that. to Oz is more fucked up than Halloween. Yeah, I think uh, here's There's the thing. There's nightmarish scenarios in that movie. We're having some kind of like really weird retardation within our our pop culture, where uh, with the exception, I think honestly of Marvel, and I mean that in the way of that the the MCU has been recreating '80s films like that that, that aesthetic that yeah, '80s sure, films sure, have, sure. right? Spider-Man, general, John Hughes, that, yeah, they're they're doing that for everything. Right, and other than that, though, it seems kind of like everyone else is falling flat on that and not really doing it. And when they try to go that way, then they get reined in by studio execs, you know, worried about their bottom line. And, well, oh, no, no, that's too dark. Don't go too dark. We got to yeah. no, change that. And it's like, it's like you go back to 80s films like Monster Squad and like Never Ending Story and Return to Oz. And there's like these, and, and like Labyrinth and these Dark Crystal. And they're, these, they're dark fucking kids' stories. Secret of Nim. Dark fucking kids' stories with death. The witches? And ter- the witches, yeah, with terrible fucking imagery that's like haunting. I mean, I just watched um, an, a recent episode of Batman the Animated Series called uh, His Silicone Soul, and it's a, and it's about Bat, uh, robot ter- Terminator Batman figuring out that he's actually a robot, and he rips his face off, and as he rips his face off, the skin off his face to reveal the metal behind it. It's the first time he's ever seen it. He's like, Aah! like he's crying out. They have Kevin Conroy doing this great like cr- like blood curdling cry. And it was like that's what ki- the kids stuff was then. Yeah. And today we won't let it go that way. No, no, no. We're, not, not, we're too not afraid of scaring them. We're we're, you know, and, we're and two genera- we're, we're two generations removed for that. We're 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 at the point where like Dora the Explorer is getting a live action reboot, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that was that was a show I remember seeing at an airport and being like, this is what fucking kids watch today. I, I was, yeah. I was watching trippy acid trips on Sesame street when I was a kid that like that age, because they, they were putting in like Ralph Bakshi, you know, fucking mm-hmm. weird shit. Right. Ralph Bakshi. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah. how many, how many kids have like, you know, were like their parents were like, here, watch fire and ice or here, watch the wizards. I mean, you're a fire and ice kid, but yeah. like the wizards and fire and ice have titties all over the place. Yeah. Of course, heavy metal would too. And I think parents were wise enough about heavy metal. Heavy metal's not for kids. It's rated R. But. And yeah, I think it's pretty wise of that. But I think American Pop also rated R. I don't think parents would have been wise to. I think they may have popped that on without realizing it and walked away and been like, oh shit, you just put on a hard R rated drama for your know, children I, I, music I, I, in America. I, I, I'm pretty fucking sure I got to watch The Terminator on beta at like age like six. Yeah. and And it's like. There, you know, nowadays the Terminators are is a PG thirteen franchise. You know, oh, absolutely. I was building forts for my kids in the living room, and I put on Point Break, and I was just like, <laughs> "Fuck it, I don't care." And like Point Break just played. They didn't watch it. They honestly were playing in the fort and having fun helping build the fort. There's nothing. There's doing... nothing. There's nothing that would fuck up a kid in Point Break. Well, there's some shotgunning to like the chest a few times that happens. Yeah, but like Kindergarten Cop is a kids movie, and it it opens with you know Arnold shotgunning people to the chest. Once again, once again, another incredibly violent kids movie for the A's. And Goonies, just like that, they want to put a kid's hand in the, the blender. fucking blender. Yeah, yeah. And that kid is pissing himself, confessing to everything he's done. Yeah, yeah. He's like crying for like his mommy. <laughs> it's so sad. Right. And Temple of Doom had a fucking heart got written ripped out of a dude's chest. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Raiders of the Lost Ark had Nazis melting. This is why kids who grew up that watching that shit like majored in like engineering, and then kids who grew up in like 2000 onward major in lesbian dance theory, and and yeah, and well, what and want Bernie to fucking pay their 250. Hey, grand whoa, off. whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not turn this into an alt right podcast. <laughs> all of a sudden. America's favorite alt right podcast, the Cool Boys That's podcast. It. Cool Boys. <laughs> all right. We're more popular in Kenya and Turkmenistan. Yay! <laughs> hey, as as far as Turkmenistan knows, they don't know the difference between like, oh yeah, I listen to all the big podcasts for Avengers Endgame, including Collider and the Cool Boys podcast. They don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like when like fucking Red Letter Media like show, shows that clip about how like in like the Sudan or something they think that Space Cop is like one of the biggest movies of all time because they're yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah, just con- awesome. very confused about distribution. I right. love it. All right. You know we're big in Netherlands. Are we really? That's where Amsterdam is. I wish they could go there. <laughs> well, maybe one of us cool boys will go there someday. Talk about it someday. Can't talk about it. We are also big in the uh, Russian Federation, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Brazil, Germany, India, Spain, Turkey. Pakistan, though. Pakistan, Egypt, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Those are places we, we're big in. All right. Next film fan theory. Donnie the Big Lebowski was a ghost. <gasps> no. <laughs> That's not no, right. That, that would destroy the entire like ending to the third act. When he dies? Yeah. Yeah, the fact that he dies and it, like, and it breaks their heart. I, I just have to scan through it because typically there's only one time they actually be like, here's why. Yeah, otherwise there's a whole bunch of other bullshit. Uh, there's a 2011 cast reunion for the pick that the actor agreed with the theory that Donnie was just a figment of Walter's imagination. I, yeah, it's just that the dude barely talks to him. Okay, good. That, that's great. That's that's clearly right. That, that, nailed it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's just because the dude barely talks to him? Because doesn't he actually talk to he him? He does talk times? to him. He, it says, this, this thesis is supported by the fact that the dude, Jeff Bridges, Hardly talks to Donnie once while Walter constantly silences more logical and long-winding sidekick and pays tribute to the war in his eulogy. It's like, but he does talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Looper. Batman died in the Dark Knight Rises. Ah, so he, that he really did sacrifice himself and, and, uh, Alfred seeing him lunching is uh, is just him being crazy. He's he's lost his mind due to uh, crushing guilt that he had uh, in fact failed Wayne's parents. Okay, okay. I think I think I think the only reason this theory exists at all is because people just wanted the movie to be edited a different way. Like that's the way most people talk about it today. Like, oh man, the better ending would have been Did not that show you it. saw Michael Caine's character look up Alfred. Right, he looks up. And he, and he sees something, but we don't see what he sees. And then he just nods, and he raises his glass to somebody, and then he walks away after a sip, and that's it. That would have been a better ending. No, it wouldn't have. It would, I, it would have I, I like the ending we got. Yeah, I like the ending we got. It would have confused people. I like specifically knowing that he gets to fuck Catwoman. And I like that he gives her the pearls. I think that's cute. Yep. All right. I liked it. I, 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 I actually I don't think The Dark Knight Rises is by far the best film in that trilogy. I think it's my third favorite in that trilogy, honestly. But it is a great capper to that trilogy. 
Yeah, I like uh, I like the the uh, of the first three. I uh, first three. Um, <laughs> yeah, the first three, I think it's the weakest, but <laughs> no still good. Oh but oh yeah, no, the Dark Knight in the Crystal Skull. I don't even count that as part of the trilogy. All right, uh, and moving on to the next film fan theory. Did you hear that uh, uh, um, uh, Inception and in Interstellar might be connected by his Christopher Nolan's new film Tenet? And I, that it might all be a trilogy. Speaking of, I had not heard that. But speaking of Inception, and our final film fan theory, Cobb's real Inception totem was his wedding ring. The issue of whether Leonardo DiCaprio's Cobb was awake or still stuck in the Dreamland layer is one which still looms large for many fans of Christopher Nolan's Inception. Not me, because I listen to Christopher Nolan say that. That's not the point of the movie. The point is, is that he's not looking. He's not yes. looking at it spinning. At the end of the film, after surviving the deepest reaches of the subconscious universe, he has accomplished his mission of psychologically planting a company-ending idea. Pfft, I love the corporate espionage of the plot of that movie. As a reward for his success, his children are finally returned to him, and his real life is back on track. The final shot called that the happy ending into question... When Cobb spun his supposed totem, a metal top, and things cut to black before it could tip and confirm his reality, there's one fan idea that finally puts the issue to rest, though. His totem was actually his wedding ring all along. Yes, and then, by the way, I thought this when I watched the film. I was like, wait, that's not his totem. The top is her totem. As it was always worn in La La Land, but never appeared in the real world, and was absent in the last scenes, thus confirming his consciousness. Interesting. Here's what I always thought I, I, I like to take away from what uh, Nolan said. It's right, the whole concept was it's what he's, you know, he's not looking at, right? Yeah. He's not looking at it. But I always thought that could still be read two ways, right? It's either, oh, it confirms his consciousness because he's finally home. It doesn't even matter anymore. He can feel the reality. Or is it that he's finally lost forever now? In his dreamland. I like to think that Christopher he, Nolan was just yelling and, and like beating uh, the, the script supervisor who, who just fucked up and forgot to bring their wedding or, or lost the wedding ring halfway through the shoot or something. Like, you fucking idiot! They, don't, <laughs> they missed my symbolism. Yeah, and he, he like t- took him to a quartering machine because Christopher Nolan does everything old school. You and me are done professionally. Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally. Okay, so I'm going to say no to that one. I'm going to say... I don't know, because I did think when I was watching this movie the first time in theaters, I was thinking, like, wait, the top is her totem. That doesn't make sense to me that, like, he – because he said specifically it can't be someone else's thing. It has to be special to you. So, um, did I ever tell you about how I saw Inception for the first time? No. Me and Corey saw it uh, in IMAX. Uh, Corey, you've not mentioned Corey tonight at all, have you? No, I have not. This is the first time I've mentioned Corey. Hi, this is Corey. I hope you and I can get married someday. <laughs> um, it was a packed theater, and we got like not not great seats. There was only like two two seats available, and we had to we agreed to leave twenty five minutes into the movie and wait and just drink and wait an hour until the next screening because um, the the seats that we took a guy roll it was like right in the front next to the uh, wheelchair row, and a wheelchair person rolled up, and he had a breathing machine. So, like, we were trying to watch Inception, and the entire time there was... Oh, my God. Oh. 
it was like oh disgusting yeah so it's like uh, God. well the guy was obviously needed that breathing machine in order to no, not die gross don't go see movies if you have that type of breathing machine I would That's say disgusting or at least you know or turn it off turn it off the whole movie <laughs> die uh, or, or you know at least not see movies opening I can't stand it when people audience. like are disrespectful in movie theaters like that I just cannot stand it you know I had the same thing happen to me when I saw Endgame both times I saw Endgame I had kids in front of me talking the whole time, pretty much doing shit like Wakanda shit the whole time, going, um, boom, bay, um, boom, bay. Like the whole fucking time, like anything, anything to be like, um, boom, bay, Wakanda forever. And like, I'd be like, dude, that's called a culture appropriation. Oh, they're like, white? Know, they're white kids? They were these white kids. Oh, that's yeah, not like, okay. That's culture appropriation. And like, you know, whatever. And then, and then like, if I, I could not imagine like sitting there next to someone going, I'd be like, dude, shut it off. Shut it off. Shut off. it off. <laughs> cool boy nation. Tell us about any of your funny or interesting film fan theories that you heard or came up with on your own. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah. Also, if you have any questions or any more insight into the film fan theories that we discussed this episode, then let us know by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes come out every week, but usually on Tuesdays. There you Be go. Be sure to like and subscribe to The Cool Boys and review us on Apple Podcasts. iTunes, we miss you. Now there's... Now, we, we, we took one app... And made it into six apps. For no reason. No, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, there's six apps worth of shit in iTunes. No reason at all. You can also donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. You know, Photos was originally also part of iTunes. It was in the original build, and they made that a separate app. I do not remember that. Please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with Batman and Beyond on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Oh my gosh, you better it. The season finale is coming out. Woo, just came out. The season finale is out actually today. Thank you for listening. Stay free, cool boy nation. Until mm-hmm. next time, it's Bizies from Freedom Fries Felk. And that's Bizies from Boston Tea Party Ballard. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Well, I think you got enough for your story, but I don't have enough for my burning desire. I can shoot movies. I can fuck the hottest, hottest fucking men around. But I can't stop this desire. A sensation with an appetite. Ah. Get some cool boys. (laughs) (laughs) So serious.
just enjoy insulting me. That's all. Fuck you, I'm so 